0: From the American College of Financial Services, it's time for NextGen Gen in 10. I'm Ross Riskin, chair of the Next Gen Advisory Task Force. And for the next 10 minutes, you'll be joined by our hosts and guests discussing topics relevant to up and coming financial advisors.
1: Hey all, it's Alana Phillips with the American College Next Gen Advisory Task Force. And I'm here today with Charlie Rocco, managing partner of Monaco Advisors. Thanks for being here, Charlie.
2: Thanks for having me, Alana.
1: I'm glad you could make it. You've had a crazy year. I know you shared with me you got married in February, right before a global pandemic shut down the country and your office closed. So on your honeymoon, you're dealing with all of this chaos. And it was challenging to say the least. Right. I want to fast forward through that though. It's now into 2020. What are you and your firm doing now to engage with your clients in our virtual world?
2: So the beginning of the year was definitely challenging. And I I think the transition to today involved a lot of the tools that we're using in the past, you know, being able to deliver the financial planning software and, and the risk analysis and the portfolio analysis that we used to deliver in person, virtually. So, you know, we have clients all over the country and historically we did a lot of screen shares. So everybody dial into the conference line and on the screen would be your performance report or your financial plan. But now, and, and we use Google Meet as a, a service to facilitate this, our clients expect to see us, right? So even in the early days of the pandemic, when people started getting used to Zoom, I think now it's the norm, right? So if I don't have my camera on, when I sign on for a call, everybody asks, where's Charlie? So, you know, as I'm sure has happened to you, it's been a lot of fun to get to, to see the inside of people's homes.
1: Fun is a good way to describe that. That's absolutely the case. I know I keep my lip gloss and some earrings and some glasses, just in case somebody hops onto the camera when I wasn't expecting it for a meeting because it is expected right and your clients. They wanna see you. It is, I think, going to be standard moving forward that we meet this way and actually get to see someone in person. And it's kinda of cool, right? You get to see the background, you see what pictures they have of their kids and their family in the back. So I, I'm glad you feel positively about it because I'm always trying to get my you know, makeup on so I look presentable. So as you guys are meeting with clients now, you're on camera with them, this is new, they like it. What are some other things that you have done to be visible to your clients in a different way?
2: I think the, the biggest thing for us, you know, our target market when we talk about these things internally is the friends and family of our existing clients who have the financial complexity to require advice and want to work with a trusted advisor. So our whole business model pre-COVID was all about referability and, and essentially being that trusted advisor to our clients, friends, and family
1: can we pause there for a second charlie say that again referability that was a part of your strategy as a firm pre covid i love that
2: absolutely and for us it it's makes it even more rewarding for us right to to get in so involved in our clients lives you know i think what we do as financial planners is sort of intimate, right? People don't go out to the bar and talk to your friends about how much money you have in the bank or how much you make. So I think that intimacy that we develop with our clients because of the subject matter, when they trust us then to work with their friends and family, for us, there's nothing better. And so that referability that we've built up over time, we started exploring ways that we can do that digitally. And I think, you know, whether it's been through sort of re-engineering our website trying to increase our search engine optimization. You know, we've also deployed Google display ads and Facebook ads to, again, retarget the folks that are coming to visit our website, engage with our content in the first place.
1: Yeah, so how did you set that up? Because I think that's a question I get from advisors all the time, right? Should they, number one, set up these ads, their search engine optimization? Was that a difficult process, pretty simple? What did it look like?
2: It was a mix, right? Some of it was very simple. I think with the website and the search engine optimization, we partnered with another firm that could help us do that because I think that was a little out of our depth. On the Google ads, this is going to sound funny, but we Googled it right? So we Googled how to set up Google ads and we did. Throughout this process, even though we've been virtual, we've had a long time internship program and myself and one of my partners, Eric Johnson, we have been doing this since 2012 together. And we started this internship program then because we were passionate about it, right? I think we both got our starts as interns and it was invaluable for us. And we like giving back to younger students. And so when we went remote, we were able to keep that program running, which was great. And it also gave us access to young talent who knew what Google ads were and could help us put that stuff together. So I think it was a mix of everything, but we were able to get it off the ground in fairly
0: short order. Learn how to give your clients the retirement security they need and become the go-to expert in all things retirement with our Retirement Income Certified Professional designation. Visit theamericancollege.edu slash RICP to learn more.
1: I'm always looking for opportunity for next-gen folks and I ran our intern program at Lincoln when I first started here, so it's near and dear to my heart. So you guys have interns. Are you hiring? Are there opportunities to work with your team?
2: Yeah, so we actually have interns every semester. We have three in the summer, fall, and spring. Historically, they've all been from either Fairfield University, Sacred Heart, Quinnipiac, local to us, but now that things are virtual, I mean, one of our interns is at SMU in in Dallas, so it's opened up our opportunities.
1: That's awesome. Sorry to to get away from the purpose of this conversation, but we have to keep our next gen folks in mind if they're looking for opportunities. So I love that. And cool that our digital world has opened up that opportunity. So getting back to what you were focused on, are you getting clients from these digital enhancements that you've done? Because I know that's what our audience is thinking about, Charlie. Does this work?
2: Definitely. It works. It's tough to measure, I think, because what we're really trying to do is make ourselves more referable, right? There's some industry study, and I can't cite it off the top of my head, but it says that for every four referrals, you get only one person calls. But when we're getting referrals week in and week out, it seems like more than one in four is calling us. And I would call that a win. And I think That's primarily because when people Google us now, you get access to our content. I think, you know, we also now send out a weekly communication. We call it our weekly wealth of knowledge that leads off with a video, right? And we convince a different person every week at our firm to record this video. It's like 90 seconds, just leads into the three topics of the week, but it puts a faith and a name to our communications and our clients share that with their friends, their family. And I think that also enhances the referability. So just being visible and making our presence online more like it is face to face, I think is paid dividends and, and we've had our best referral year to date.
1: That's awesome. And I think a lot of advisors I've talked to are hesitant to use video. I know you and I are millennials and so we are used to this selfie sort of world where you do take pictures and videos of yourself and it's normal for us. But it is a really good replacement for in-person, right? They get to see your facial expressions and your body language and that you're a real person. You can convey that emotion in a way you can't in an email. So I'm glad to hear you're using it. And I guess, would you be willing To pressure other advisors into using it? Do you feel that strongly about how effective it's been?
2: Definitely. I think, you know, I am a millennial, absolutely, but I hate taking pictures (laughs) in videos of myself. It is probably my least favorite thing to do. It drives my wife absolutely nuts because she wants to record these memories and I want nothing to do with the camera. But I feel strongly enough about it that I would get in front of a camera voluntarily to reach out to our clients and our prospective clients and other people in our community.
0: So I guess I'd say that if I can do it, anybody can. Interested in incorporating a goals-based approach to how you deliver financial planning and investment advice? Well, the Wealth Management Certified Professional designation will help you get there. Elevate the value you add for clients at theamericancollege.edu slash WMCP.
1: So Charlie, I want to dig back into you've got clients that have come from this referability, this social media presence, being visible, you know, what are some of those specific scenarios? Who came to you first? Who's still coming to you through these avenues?
2: I think a great example of a few clients that have come to us have actually been through uh, the Moms of Fairfield Facebook page, which is the town we're located in. And again, it's just people who've been able to share our content with a local community group that was important to them, and I think being in the same community, even though now in the digital world, we can't actually see each other, right, so it doesn't really matter that we both live in Fairfield, but it's just engendered that level of trust that, you know, has made them good clients, so I'd say that's been a great example, and then we actually had a client or a referral that we met with a couple weeks ago, and she she mentioned as soon as we got on the, the call, and I know this is a podcast, not, not a video, so you can't tell that I have a giant red beard, but she mentioned the first thing out of her mouth was it looked like you shaved. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, like what are you talking about? She's like, Oh, I saw a video of you on your weekly wealth of knowledge the other week. Your beard looked a little bushier. So people are definitely tuning in.
1: It's good when you've got something like that that is your brand image too, Charlie, so yeah. that, that helps. But I think that's great. and I think you know you touched on a couple pieces there. Women are seven times more likely to refer, right? And so when you talk about that mom group within Facebook, right that's a group that maybe we didn't normally get in front of in person, and now we can in a digital world. So your firm's thought of referability. How do we make ourselves referable when you empower your clients to talk about you, to share those videos, right? You put that in the palm of their hands with their cell phones, right? Here's a video of Charlie talking about what's important to Monaco right now. It makes it so, so easy. And it sounds like you've experienced that.
2: Absolutely. I, I would definitely recommend that advisors consider their referability in the digital context. I think that's the way
0: the industry's going.
1: I agree. Well, Charlie, thanks for joining us today and being willing to share.
0: Thank you very much, Alana. It was fun. For more episodes, visit our website at theamericancollege.edu podcasts. This has been Next Gen in 10, brought to you by the American College of Financial Services.